you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, and that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Coe here with you. Man, we got a full house. I am excited. Let me tell you something. We are going to be talking about free engi- free agency frenzy. It's going to be good. We got a big time show in front of us here today. But let me tell you something. Not only do we have our normal cast of characters, we have the great Greg Rosenthal. One quarter of the world famous around the NFL podcast television star, a man who only writes in pen because he never makes a mistake, folks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he spent the past, I don't know, 13 years or so. Is that about right? That's right. Writing, talking, generally being awesome at the NFL. It's the great Greg Rosenthal. What's up? What's up? I'm, uh, you know, the the hard trance music to start every show always gets me in the mood to talk fantasy. Football. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bang, it's like. You could follow him on Twitter. That's NFL Network's Greg Rosenthal. Oh wow! I had to, I had to get one of those from your uh, ATN soundboard. Sound we just wanted to make you feel at home yeah, here. Make it welcome. now a, a cross podcast uh, <laughs> welcome. bit. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You can find him on Twitter at Greg Rosenthal. Greg spelled with two G's. Two G's. Three, uh, we got three the, and all. There you go. <laughs> We've got uh, we've got the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alice Gilhart. What's cracking? Uh, it's free agency's been a blast. This oh year, my god, it's been fun. Say. I I always enjoy free agency. Like a couple years ago, we had all those trades that happened in the legal tampering period, right. with Jimmy Graham and whatnot. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. We'll get into everything this year, but it's it's been a blast. I love free agency. It's been a lot of fun. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant. Uh, I think I said this before, but it is official. Winter is officially over in Long Beach. Oh, absolutely. It's like 80-something degrees That's the real today. news this week. It really is. That's the best part. <laughs> it is officially over in L.A. Uh, Adam Rank, what's up? What's happening? You excited, pal? It's a new day. I thought for a second it's you were a wearing an Orioles hat. What are you? But with no, the, you're with wearing a big it, A on it right there? Yeah, I know, but it's it's got the blue and it's got orange on it's it. It's not orange because uh, the, Angels, Why is it orange? the Angels like to host – uh, nights for the colleges, okay. the local colleges. So Chapman University, UC Irvine, and Cal State Fullerton. Mm. Oh, and the Fullerton. They get their own nights. The Angels are not unique to that, by the way, because I, I have been coveting a USC Dodger-themed hat. Okay. Whatever. Well. Whatever. But nobody cares about the Dodgers. Wow. Oh. <laughs> when, did you, when did you make the transition from like the dad brim to flat brim? It depends what on year? the hat. I don't think There's he's ever gone to dad brim. No, no, no. It depends on the hat. Like, there's certain hats I fully that, are, agree with that. that are made to be flat brim. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, if you agree. had a 2015 draft cap where it had the city name under it, and I have a Bears hat that's like that. When I did the last Cutler fan, it's got a logo under the rim. That's a flat brim hat. But if you buy a, like a 3930, those are the Kenny Chesney mm. Bend type thing, <laughs> the one where you gotta like run it through the rocks I, a little bit, get no, no. a little, yeah, and I have get a little wear like, and tear on it's, it. It's, and I it's, have hats like it's that. simple. You just you just put a baseball in it, a few yeah. rubber bands, and you just let it sit. Oh, for a while. oil okay. it up, uh, oil it up. <laughs> but if it's I a like fifty nine fifty, it goes that way. Although this one's this is a um, this is an adjustable, so I guess okay. I could have gone either way. I went flat brim because it's a bigger brim. Good. Okay, 
All right, good. It's good hat talk to kick off the stage. <laughs> what? Like, well, listen, what a start sorry. to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, listen, we're going to be talking about all the wheelings and dealings in the NFL. I'm really pumped up to talk about it. Uh, we're going to get to all of your free agency frenzy news and all the trades as well. And, of course, we round out your show with your daily daps. But let's start every show, as we always do, with your top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to have your kids, have your wife. All right, listen, we will start, I guess, in New England. I was about to go to bed. I'm, wor- I'm working on the rundown here for this podcast. I'm about to go to bed. I'm about to shut down TweetDeck. About to go to sleep. And then my timeline explodes. All kinds of weird Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo on IG, chatter, just starts exploding, and I don't go to sleep for another 30 minutes. But something, something, Jimmy G dropped something on IG at 5 in the morning, his time, local time? Sure. Four, I think it was 4 in the morning, actually, his time. It's like 4.30. I think he answered it was 4.30. <laughs> so it was still relatively early for us. <laughs> right. Oh, this is good times. Good times had by all. He was saying goodbye to New England, and everyone thought, okay, a trait is going down. The... News desk here at NFL Is that Network. How you took the, I thought he was going on vacation. Uh, you know, I don't think that's He's like, hey, I'm going to Barbados. Peace, Peace out. out, Boston. See ya. Uh, no, and then, of course, Ian Rappaport had to be roused by the uh, news desk here at, uh, at uh, NFL Media, which I feel bad about. Apparently, he made a, a bunch of phone calls. He says this is most likely a hoax. Actually, his uh, Jimmy G's agent, uh, who actually shares the same agent as Tom Brady, uh, came out and said, uh, nope, looks like he was hacked. So, stand down. Stand down. Uh, Houston traded Brock. I was going to say Brock Lesnar. That is not actually <laughs> my client. <laughs> See, you've got it in my head. That That's is Brock Lesnar. What last? You've got it in my head. So Brock Osweiler's yes. career with the Texans lasted okay. about as long yes. as the last match at SummerSlam between Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. Mm. 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 Wow, there we go. Okay. So, anyways, they traded Brock, <laughs> Brock Osweiler. Osweiler and a second-round pick to Cleveland. Uh, it's a move to clear up some cap space for Houston. Uh, rampant speculation now that the Texans will make a move to go get Tony Romo. Okay, I haven't seen the latest on, on well, let's this. Let's go to Greg Rosenthal. Let's go to Greg Rosenthal. The best source for this Absolutely. What is the latest on Tony Romo? Uh, where could we see him landing? Well, it's hanging out there. I mean, as I, you know, your listeners know, at one point, Everyone was reporting Tony Romo is going to get cut. Yep. And we get a few hours until free agency starts, and suddenly we get reports from Ian. Uh, no, he was never getting cut. And now, I don't know. I've got a few theories on this. Okay. Uh, one, I think Romo and his camp are putting this stuff out there into the into the ether to create a little chaos, create a little market for him, pressure the Cowboys to try to release him. That's interesting. Try to pressure the the Texans into trading for him. I don't know if the Cowboys somehow had an idea that of what the Texans were doing to free up space. They think we can get something for him. Let's just hold on to him. Enough of this, oh, let's do right by Tony Romo. Let's get a fourth-round draft pick or whatever it's going to be. And I think they're smart to do it because the Texans have to get him now. I don't think the Texans yeah. have any choice. That's very true. They uh, played them pretty hard. That's pretty good. Like the whole thing, they made them trade, or they didn't make them, but you know, you kind of the motions were set where the where Osweiler's gone, and now now the Texans like you were pot committed with Brock Osweiler, and the Browns bailed you out, and it's like you cannot go into this season with Tom Savage. As much as they might like him, you have to get Tony Romo. Marcus Grant, if Tony Romo does end up in Houston, what does it mean for somebody like Will Fuller or somebody like New Hopkins? I mean, obviously the passing gets the passing game gets a huge upgrade. Absolutely gets a huge upgrade. I mean, you you you, lo- you love what it does for New Hopkins because he will have a quarterback who can actually get him the ball in a situation where he can make plays. I mean, that was maybe the biggest frustration. And you could see it with Hopkins late in the year, too. You know, when he has another two-hopper at his feet and just the way he would stare back into the huddle. um, (laughs) You know, you've got got a legit downfield threat in Will Fuller if he can hopefully, you know, shake his Ted Ginnitis and catch the football. Oh, come on. That's unfair. Is it? For Fuller. Why? Dude, he's he's a good receiver. I mean, Ted Ginn's a good receiver, too. They both have drop problems. Ted Ginn Ginn just signed another free agent contract. So people people make fun of 
Ted Ginn. But you know, he's hung around like the league. People make fun of Cam Cameron. Welcome. He he's in it going into his eleventh year, signing like yeah. a seventh free right. agent. Right. He's so, doing all right. But but I mean, it it definitely helps out. Now I have a weird though conspiracy theory. Please, oh I love conspiracies. Let's if go. you are Jerry Jones, yes. Do you maybe hold the Texans hostage, remembering the fact that the first ever Houston Texans game, Ooh. they beat the Cowboys in Dallas? Oh, man. Well, I think that's a real thing. That's a reach. <laughs> I think that's a real thing that, that he doesn't want the, the Texans to be the Kings right? or I mean, win like, a Super Bowl, certainly with Tony Romo, Tony Romo. That, that there is a little bit of rivalry there, you know, you I think. I mean, not that the Cowboys are in danger of losing their hold on the state of Texas, but right. you know, like you don't want to make it easy for him. Well, I mean, well, that's just smart. I mean, I would I would trade him to Jacksonville just for that very reason. <laughs> Why? It is as awkward as it would have seemed for him to be traded to the Washington Redskins. It it's going to be equally as awkward if that Texans team does make a run. And we saw last year they played the Patriots mm. pretty well. First I'm not I'm not going to go full Kyle Brandt and say that they would have beaten the Patriots in that game, but I think that That's going full Kyle Brandt. That's what he, that's what he said. That's what he said on Good <laughs> okay. Morning Football. And he caused a, a, stir a stir or whatever. A little bit of a stir. Um, but I think, yeah, that, that's a pretty good team that's very close. So do you really want to be helping them out that much? Well, the the thing with fantasy and just projecting the Texans at all is like this is all assuming Tony Romo can last more than three series. True. Or two games. Because the last three times he's tried to play football, he has not lasted more than two games. So that's three times in a row. How many snaps did he last this last one? Two snaps, three snaps. Well, in that game, it was, it, it was wasn't good. within a handful of plays. He did have a couple. Se- I think he lasted to his third series of the preseason. Oh, I mean, and he got hurt. You know, he got hurt twice the right. year before. Yeah. Yep. Right. So, I mean, you can't just assume that he comes in and saves the day. It's true. But what but- about what? To me, that play in Seattle was more of a hit, and the hit on him that broke his bone and everything like that. It's not like he's having. Soft tissue injuries where he's pulling his hamstring. And you're like, oh, he's old and he can't, he can't handle it. I think a lot of quarterbacks in would have suffered the same fate if they would have been hit on the back. But he's had a lot of broken back bones, issues, and broken yeah. two broken cav- clavicles. Drink milk. Know. I mean, whatever. Like he had a surgery <laughs> to shave the the bone or something That's like fair. that. Just on drink a little milk. Yeah, drink milk. <laughs> what are you doing? And some calcium pills. And you can say that that injury was a little bit. <laughs> It was a little bit on him because that's kind of his style, like running out of the pocket, yeah, waiting around, and he got hit. Man, I'll tell you what, it, 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 but for fantasy managers going into the draft, I don't think it's going to matter, right? Like if Tony Romo ends up there in Houston, Nuke is going to be a second rounder. The 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 buzz and, and, and the name value and all that kind of – it's just going to drive his value way, way up. I don't know if I'll buy for the reasons that you just mentioned. I don't think he holds up, but I think draft day, when draft day comes around – um, and Tony Romo is in a Texans uniform. I would not be surprised at all if Nuke's uh, fantasy well, value. I, I don't think, think Savage is that bad. Though. I was just going to say, also, Savage, if I remember right, I was just going to try and look up the split, actually targeted Nuke frequently when he was on the field, when he came in and for that game and a half or whatever, which was part of the problem. Like The targets were fluctuating a lot between Nuke and Will Fuller and then the tight ends with Osweiler, but it's true. Savage knew where his bread was buttered and, and you know let him loose a couple times to Nuke, so it would at least be better than when Osweiler was there for Hopkins' value. Because Osweiler can't throw the ball outside of the hashes or anything that would make... He just can't. You could just he, stop he, with... He can't do it. Savage can't. And, and you know what? The funny thing is, and I think about Brock Osweiler going to Cleveland, if they happen to hold on to him uh-huh. and he happens to start, Gary Barnage becomes... A viable option once because that's all he machine. can do. That's all he can do. Is he will be a PPR machine. I love it. I mean, look what happened to CJ Fedorowicz for Gronkowitz. Yeah. <laughs> ESPN's Diana Rossini reporting that the Pats are considering moving Malcolm Butler, an excellent defensive back, for the Saints. Brandon Cooks. Let's talk about the fantasy implications here. Brandon Cooks, if he ends up in a New England Patriots uniform, what does that mean for him? It's not like necessarily he's going – it's not like a, an upgrade for him necessarily. Pass-happy, you know, Saints offense um, going to the Pats. I don't – you know, I, I would imagine they use him more as like a – Why don't we go to Greg Rosenthal, resident sure. Patriots Wow. Fan. There you go. I would say it's a downgrade. Mm-hmm. For fantasy purposes anyways, yeah. Yeah, because there's too many options. You already got Julian Edelman. You got Chris Hogan. You got Gronk if, if he's healthy. And it's – you know, I, I remember – you know, writing up blurbs for Patriots players enough. You never know what you're going to get week to week. It's not, I'm not breaking any news here. No, 
Well, on top of it, I mean, Malcolm Mitchell too. He's right. Go- he's going to a team potentially where the game scripts are not in his favor. I mean, it's part true. of the reason you see so many targets mm. in New Orleans is because their defense is so bad and they're playing so many high-scoring games. I mean. Drew Brees has to stand back there and sling it 45 times a game. That's not necessarily the case in New England. We, we saw, we've seen over the years, they, they can win a high-scoring game if they need to, but if they need to grind it out and just play Smash Mouth, they'll do that as well. Alex Gallagher, I don't think it hurts Drew Brees, but does it help Tom Brady? Uh, I, I don't think it changes anything for Tom Brady. Tom Brady's Tom Brady. He's he's going to put up numbers with Chris Hogan or Danny Amendola. That would be a loaded that it would be a loaded group, though. It would, See, be, it would be That's great, about but, as loaded as they've been. 2007. But I that's mean, what I'm saying. We're already yeah. looking at Brady as like the QB two or three or whatever in fantasy. He's mm. not going to jump ahead of ahead of Rodgers just because Rodgers can still rack up some stuff on the ground, and we know he's a little bit safer of a pick as when we get to that top of the quarterback charts. Yeah, that's true. But I, I think he might become a clear cut number two because right now, without Brandon Cooks, I mean, he's in that conversation with Drew Brees with Cam Newton. No. And yeah, I think I'd still probably have him at two anyways, and but Cooks would just make me feel better about him. Okay, there. Tennessee. Supposedly in the mix. I think we'll we'll find out this way. It sounds like they kind of want to resolve this pretty soon, sooner right. than yeah. later. Yep, They've exactly. been putting a lot out there. I don't know what to. Yeah, I think the Saints the Saints have been trying to drum up this market. They wanna they want to get something. It is work. Friday. I would imagine we'll hear something before Monday. So if you're, if something? you're catching us later, the news this is already totally happened. changed. Yeah, exactly. But may I say something from a football side, please? Like why? I, I wish the Patriots would just keep Malcolm. I, I just I just think that defense is so good right now. Oh yeah, and it's going to be. A, I mean, personally, Gilmore and Butler. Because I don't hate the Patriots. I think it's a lot of fun. So I, I think it's uh, it would be entertaining to go out there and say, Michael Butler is my favorite player, my my favorite Patriots player since Ty Law as a Patriots fan. Because like he made the best play in Super Bowl history, and then he followed it up the great year from like going from a number four cornerback right. on their own team to being a top ten cornerback in the league back-to-back years, and he's That's like 5'9". Right. Right. Like, you got to keep him. I love Malcolm <laughs> Butler. And I said, wasn't the story today, they're like, hey, man, we're not asking for a lot of money. Like, just, we want to still be part of the team. But, yeah. like, just Butler's agent basically saying that, you know, he wasn't, you know, getting us somewhere comfortable. We're happy to be here. I, yeah, I hope they keep him. I, I really want to see that. Yeah, uh, it would be a fantastic tandem there in the uh, defensive backfield, no doubt about it. Tyrod Taylor agreed to a restructured deal. Uh, what does it mean for those Buffalo skill players, Alex Gilhart? I think it's good news. Uh, Tyrod's been there for a while. The, these guys have a rapport. We've seen this offense when everybody's healthy, as we've talked about on this podcast before, but that's not too frequent. Put up some good numbers. They need to get another number two option because uh, they lost Robert Woods. And, I mean, he's Robert Woods. but Lost him? Yeah. Outside, How dare you? Outside uh, <laughs> Sammy Watkins and LaShawn McCoy. I think, I think it's good news as a whole, and it keeps Tyrod's value afloat as one of those late-round quarterbacks you can look to in drafts if you wait on the position. In Baltimore, Kenneth Dixon, his Hall of Fame <laughs> career is being derailed as we mm. speak. James, I forget if I said this to you, but I think I just put it in Slack with the guys. But you know that the joke brand is strong when that news breaks. I had three or four people in a row in my mentions tweet me like, how is this going to impact his Hall of Fame tenure and stuff? <laughs> That's a running joke on here, oh, Greg, for how much God. how much hype Kenneth Dixon. Oh, I, I, I've seen the Kenneth Dixon Twitter oh, jokes. Yeah. <laughs> They're live. Kenny Dixon. Suspended the first four games because of a PED violation. The team also added the greatest running back to ever play the game, past, present, and future. You misspelled grittiest. <laughs> In Danny Woodhead. Hmm. We'll ignore the fact that he's 32 <laughs> and coming off of 14 surgeries. But uh, 14, huh? Give or take. 14. Greatest, uh, greatest running back in the history of the game ever. Pretty, uh, yeah, I think everybody's in agreement I, with that. I think I think Woodhead's in a in a great spot here, though. Terrence West is a restricted free agent. They haven't. Is that right, Greg? They haven't done anything with him yet? I believe yet? so, yeah. I think um, they'll be keeping him. They, but they'll, yeah. they'll probably keep him. But uh, Woodhead's going to be in a great spot here to just be a nice like flex play, especially for these first few weeks, and if not longer, if he proves himself to be particularly you know dynamic and useful in this offense. It's a little weird that on the first day of free agency, literally the only running back to get a job was Danny Woodhead. <laughs> like, no, and there aren't even rumors. Like, this is... This is like everyone. Oh, where's Adrian Peterson gonna go? Like his dad is listing all these teams. Yeah. Like teams aren't really look, listing him yet. <laughs> right. So like the the interest in right. him and Murray and yep. Jamal Charles and Eddie Lacy, they'll all get signed. But it's like Danny Woodhead was the first guy to go. 
Well, I think it, it speaks to his. Does that count? Set, right? Does it count? Kyle use check though. He he Out might of, get more money than any tailback gets. Full, is, fullbacks were wild. hot. Full, fullbacks were hot the first day of. <laughs> Patrick Tolbert. Demarco got moved. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and Mike Tolbert. Mike Tolbert. Oh, Mike Tolbert too. Although he is reportedly going to play running back. Sure. Time there. Of course he is. Don't make a fullback joke on Twitter, or Bills fans will just be <laughs> very upset. Hey, let's get into free agency frenzy here with Greg Rosenthal. Uh, Greg, you got a great piece on NFL. It's a, is it a running town? Uh, top 101 free agents. Yeah. NFL.com. Yeah. Well, that Chris Wesley and I put that together. They just kind of update who's who's getting signed. Or if you go to NFL.com/slash/free agency, that's the more go. like that's the more like live look where people you know someone's taking the players off. And All right. Let me ask you about San Francisco. They were very active in the early part here, day one of free agency. Um, very active. I don't know how effective. They went and signed a bunch of mid-level guys. Uh, Pierre Garçon, probably their splashes, signing five years, $47.5 million, $20 million guaranteed. What do you think about what they've done in free agency thus far? I think agents are loving the John Lynch era. Like, <laughs> it's like Malcolm Smith was a bust in Oakland. Right. And he like tripled his salary to go to San Francisco. So most of these moves don't make a lot of sense to me just in terms of the money. But like fans don't need to carry that much about the money. I think Garcon helps him. I mean, he's a solid two receiver. I think Hoyer and Barkley is like, okay, that signals we're just going to get by this year, see if we can get Cousins and worry about getting a quarterback next year. Yeah, they also signed Marquise Goodwin, Aldrick Robinson, and Kyle Juszczyk. Uh, Logan Paulson, got to get him signed up in day one. Not, weird. Uh, this is not a, you know, again, they were very active, MG, but uh, I'm not blown away by any of the, Why do you, on day one, why do you have to go and get Marquise Goodwin? I don't understand that. Oh, I, I said on Twitter, I mean, John Lynch is the guy you invite to your auction, auction fantasy draft you know, <laughs> because you know you can goad him into blowing <laughs> most of his budget, like, early on. Like, he's that guy. I don't even think, I don't even think Marquise Goodwin signed a horrible deal, but, I mean, wh- why? Why not just wait? I don't, where's he going? I think it was like, Kyle Shanahan was like, here are the guys I want, go get them. And the the lack of experience was just like let's do it all day one and sp-, you know it's like let's play Kyle's use check more than triple any money that that full, any fullbacks ever got literally guaranteed money uh, yeah because teams might not want to go there although I Kyle Shanahan does understand. have a little bit of juice there oh hundred percent they're like no, he's got a lot of they're like that bad fraternity during rush who has to bid everybody on first mm. day uh, here you go Wanna fantasy play? impact of Pierre Garcon uh, look I mean he's gonna get plenty of targets I mean there there's there's no doubt he's going to come in and be the number one receiver there. And look, Brian Hoyer is likely going to be their week one starter, and he is serviceable, you know, considering watching Colin Kaepernick and Blaine Gabbert play last year. Uh, Hoyer really can't be any worse than what those two guys put on tape last season. So you've got you've got a decent quarterback. You've got Garcon, who can still be a playmaker. Uh, I think my only concern is, you know, you're talking about a guy who has – just two 1,000-yard seasons in his career. He's never right. had more than five or six touchdowns in a season. That I'm not saying he's going to go in and be a bust, but I don't think he's going to go in and suddenly mm. just light the world on fire. I'm going to go in and say he's going to be a bust. The, the, upside, really? though, the upside, though, is that the best season of his career was when Kyle Shanahan was his offensive coordinator. So, that's true. You know, I, mean, I think that's, that's a positive to take away. I, I really Fair. like this move for PPR leagues. I think Garcon last year was a sneaky good PPR uh, player. He had – Five or more catches, I think, in like 11 of his games. Okay. And then he only had fewer than four catches twice. So he was consistently putting up points. And with Kyle Shanahan being probably the number one target there, they might get a rookie. Maybe they'll sign somebody else. He's not going to be a guy who you're going to want to expect to win you weeks in standard. But in PPR, he can just be a rock steady contributor, getting you a bunch of catches and reasonable yards. And when he gets into the end zone, hooray. I would think this 49ers team would be. Very intriguing for fans. I think they're an unfinished. Like they're going to add more receivers, so yes. we'll, we'll see who else it is. But I mean, I'm buying Kyle Shanahan. I'm all in, and I'm all in on like a Kyle Shanahan team where the defense is giving up 30, 40 points a game, and they're just <laughs> they're just letting it. Brian Hoyer throw the ball forty five times. I mean, that's that's a great <laughs> recipe. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love Pierre Garcon just for that reason with the targets and everything, and them having to play from behind seemingly every week. This is a Perfect. I mean, look, there there are some sneaky pieces. That, you know, the only I think maybe top line guy you're looking at fantasy wise is probably Carlos Hyde. But Pierre Garcon's a nice, I think, third wide receiver for you fantasy wise. I mean, they, they they've got uh, what they just re-signed Jeremy Curley, whatever. Um, 
But you know, Bruce Ellington potentially is back, and I know that was a guy that Matt Harmon loved. Oh, loved Are we starting loved the Bruce Ellington year. hype train again? Oh, it's March. Look, look, Harmon's not here. Somebody's got to take up for him. I can talk Brussels sprouts too if you need me no, to. Not even, he's not even the fastest guy on the team now. <laughs> he's Ellington. not. You got Goodwin kind of stealing his shine. So, but there are a lot. I mean, there are a lot of things there where there is kind of potential to have like some waiver wire pickups, some kind of late round flyers. I mean, I think that's. Which is better than they were really last year. All right, Greg, give me your thoughts on what Cleveland has done. Uh, again, they've uh, traded for a second-round draft pick, basically. I mean, they get Brock Osweiler, but he's expected to be cut. Um, the quarterback situation there is still in flux, but uh, I really like what they've done with the offensive line, obviously. Getting a guy, you know, re-signing Joel B- Bitonio, uh, getting a guy like Kevin Zeitler. Um, J.C. Treader, J.C. Treader as well. Uh, what, do, what do you think Cleveland has done, and, and are you impressed? Uh, not impressed? Uh, your thoughts there? Well, the attention was all on them buying a draft pick, which is interesting that a second-round pick would essentially be worth $16 million to them. I mean, they have to spend – I know I know they have had plenty of cash space, yeah. but that's actual cash that is coming out of Jimmy Haslam's pocket. So that's crazy, and it like sets up our – is this going to happen more? I think it was a unique circumstance. But the offensive line stuff, as you mentioned, is going to have a way bigger impact on the Huge. 2017 season. That's one of the better lines in the league now on paper. Well, I was just about to ask you. I mean, it, it. How good are these guys? Look, if you follow fantasy and you're listening to this podcast, it's not not necessarily like you're following offensive line grades here, right? So, like, how good are these guys in, in Treader and Zeitler? Well, Treader's just fixing one of the worst center situations in the league. So as long as he's okay, he needs and, to stay healthy. He missed a boatload of games the last few years, but when he was on the field, he played well. He's and, from Green Bay. Yes. Yeah, and and Zeitler. Is a guy I believe was Hugh. Hugh was still there, I believe, when Zeitler was drafted in Cincinnati. He's now the highest paid guard. It just seems like such a safe move. I mean, there's. It seems like there's very little chance that goes bust. You got Kenny Britt now, uh, replacing Terrell Pryor, which was surprising sure. uh, that they were so willing to let Terrell Pryor go. You got to kind of see. I mean, they they don't have a quarterback. It's Cody Kessler at this point. Maybe they'll roll with Cody Kessler. I would. I don't know. I mean, I I would imagine that Osweiler. Well, maybe, for, maybe for the moment. Oh boy! If they can't get Jimmy Garoppolo with all their picks, then I think it'd be weird not to let Brock Osweiler like and practice in the off season. Sure. Why not? You have to pay him anyways. You're gonna pay. Like, him is anyways. he worse than Kevin Hogan? No, I feel like I feel like worst why case. Do you, whoa! Why do you gotta bring the goat? I feel like worst case scenario. <laughs> He's Brock, on the team. He's the only other guy. Yeah, I feel worst case scenario. He's, Brock Osweiler's there for a year. He's practice fodder. He's, he's, he's a seat filler. And then you know, if they decide that next year they want you know Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen or sure. whoever it is coming out, then they they draft that guy. They cut Osweiler and they cut their losses. I mean, from a football perspective, like I'm all in on this kind of long view basketball outsider sort of approach that they're taking on this 100%. thing. Um, the, it's I mean, process. As somebody who's not a the Browns process, No, it is. As somebody who's not a Browns fan, like I have the patience to watch this whole thing happen. Like <laughs> I understand I understand Browns fans like being impatient and like wanting this to happen. Like as an impartial observer, like I'm all here to like wait this thing out for the next five years and see how it goes. Greg Rosenthal says that Cleveland now has a a good line, one of the better lines in the NFL. What does it mean for somebody like Isaiah Crowell? The Crow unless they draft a running back. Because they, they have could. that slot at number 12. Well, they've got a million picks. Dalvin, I mean. Dalvin, yeah. Dalvin, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook or don't Leonard do Fournette. Browns. Don't take a running back at what, what if What if, what if uh, one of those guys falls? Crowell, Crowell can, will be fine. They can I get one of those marquee draft. quarterbacks. Get another You've got later. so many picks. It doesn't matter. You can pick whoever's all over the I'm a big get... Duke Johnson guy. And maybe yeah. for fantasy it doesn't quite work. But I, I really think it's still – could if you if he had a more productive year last year than than people realize he had oh, yeah. more plays over twenty yards than people realize I think he could be a factor with this offensive line like a guy that that you take late that no one's really thinking about that ends up helping you and yeah, it's I, nice it's nice not having RG three there for even part of the season because he didn't check down the ball as much his you know getting rid of RG three is the biggest news of the I mean they would be okay I think with Cody Kessler I know that sounds weird yeah I I, think, I, don't, I don't think that's I would, weird at all I don't I don't I really wouldn't give up the picks for Garoppolo because he's not going to come in and help your team immediately maybe not even in the next couple of years so why not just kind of fly under the radar this season. You're going to end up being a top three picking team next year. Go for Darnold, and then let's see what happens. All right, I like it. Anyway, By the way, have we, have we come up with a phrase? Is, is it is it scam for Sam or fold for Darnold? I mean, what, have we have we decided 
on the appro- on the appropriate hashtag Scam for, for Sam the season. Scam for Sam is pretty strong. Scam yeah. for Sam is good. good. I think it's also, it's also fewer that characters. One a few times, right? It's not bad. Scam for Sam. I just think it's, it's fewer bad. characters. We're talking about hashtags. We, yeah. You know, but then yeah. we're also that's true. We're also saying because fold for Darnold is that's long. But like, again, I don't want to. I don't want to take away from Josh Rosen, who could also play his no, he's way. Done. He's done. Stop it! Yeah, but there's also not a clever, easy rhyme for that. Mm. He's got a shoulder problem. What about Darfold? <laughs> <laughs> I'll delete my account. Don't worry. But we should probably move on. We're we're already running a little bit long, anyways. Oh my god! All right, let's talk about some more free agency moves here. Um, you got the time? I only I, I'm here, yeah. I, I lauded you for this. I didn't know if you you were he's busy here. down there. I'm here. Right. You tell me. He's I here mean, and committed. Whatever you well, want. Well, it's because he's got so many commitments. Whatever you want. I don't know. I just he's got to do TV. I, I think I, too, that's what right? I'm not saying. today. You know, okay. We're good, baby. Right, let's right. go. Uh, hey, he goes from Chi Town to Philadelphia. Alshon Jeffrey signs with the Eagles, a one-year, fourteen million dollar deal. It's a deal that I was surprised by. I think it's a great deal for Philadelphia, but forget about the financials for uh, just a second. Philadelphia also added Torrey Smith at three years and $15 million. Let me ask you, Adam Rank, do we romanticize Alshon Jeffrey a bit? Because in 2016, Mm. we're talking about a guy who had 52 receptions, 821 yards, and two touchdowns, and similar numbers in 2015. Right. And was outplayed by Cameron Meredith. Yikes. Mm. He was suspended. And yet we still view. He was suspended for four games. Right. He also seems to have uh, soft tissue injury every year. Although part of that, though, I feel like the Bears have to upgrade their their training regimen. Because that's That's probably some of that. That's not a a rich franchise. So it's like at some point. Well, also when you're playing in negative 20 degree weather, I mean, injuries are going to. Soft tissue injuries are going (laughs) to. Doesn't happen. Are they playing in Antarctica? Yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, Chicago the, the whole cold. like injuries, and I and I heard from someone like in the league that mentioned this. The whole injury to PED suspension sequence, I think, worried some teams. Seems like, like a red flag. We yeah. can't, this guy can't stay healthy. He's not really in great shape. Then he gets hit with a PED suspension right before not great. Injury. That's not a good like one-two right. punch. It's not uh, great. Speaking of wide receiver talk, I don't know how much more we want to. We should probably talk about uh, Jeffrey's impact in Philadelphia. But breaking news per the Twitters, uh, Terrell Pryor signing a one-year deal with Washington. So oh, add that, add that to the rundown, and we'll get in there mm. in a sec. That's oh. not bad. But but real quick, Jeffrey uh, and the and the Eagles. Uh, it's like a one-year kind of almost like a prove-it deal in a way because it's about the same as the franchise tender. But like, I'm. I like the move, but I'm a little lukewarm on it in terms of how high I would go up and get Jeffrey because, as we mentioned, the injury suspension concerns and, like, how the targets are going to get distributed right now in that offense because Jeffrey joins – they just signed Torrey Smith. Yeah. They also have Jordan Matthews in the slot and Zach Ertz. Both Ertz and Matthews had over 100 targets each last year. Mm -hmm. And Darren Sproles catching the ball out of the back. Darren Sproles. Good point. I'm just curious that maybe they move one of those other guys or something still. Who who knows? Torrey Smith's got to make the team. Torrey, I don't yeah, know he only he has, is. what, 500,000 guaranteed, so he might Ooh. not. Torrey Smith. Oh, is that right? I, yeah. You know what? Interesting. I actually like that signing the best. Torrey Smith? I, I think really, he has a chance, but. Yes. I mean, what? He was in San Francisco the last two years. Jerry Rice in his prime would not have been successful in San Francisco the last year. And I am by that no is, means it's Corey Smith. I don't know. Brother. Jeremy Curley was all right. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know. I look at all these Stop. I look at all what? these moves that, that this, Philly has made and I look at this revamped offense yeah. and like Why why not get excited about it? It's why not? Right? It's it's cheese it's why? They're, it's fine. Like you're not necessarily running out to get cheese it's but if like <laughs> Oh, so peek, peek behind the curtain. So, like, we get okay. snacks here in our yeah. break room, yeah. and, like, they usually put, you know, so, like, some chips, some fruit, like, some trail mix, and there's always one rack that has Cheez-Its, and everything else clears out except mm. the Cheez-Its are always there. And so it's, like, one of those things <laughs> where you go in the break room, and you're like, man, I could really go for a snack right now. And you look around, and, like, there's only – You're looking only, for those sun chips. Right, and there's That's only the Cheez-Its. <laughs> right, and you're like, you're like – all right, I, I guess, man. Like, I'm hungry. Right. I, don't, I, don't I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I don't know, I think man. they're more like – They're like Chex Mix or something, man. I'm excited I'm grabbing, about it. I'm grabbing that. I mean, Carson Wentz <laughs> in his second season. That's what I'm saying. It's he's like going to be better. And Alson Jeffrey, I love him on a, what, a one-year deal trying to get that long-term me deal, money. To go, like along with, to go along with Jordan. What is Matthews? the prize? I like that. The prize, though, of the break room is when they put the Smart Pop popcorn out there. Yes, I, that's I don't great. partake in the. In that's the, the Patriots if they add Brandon Cooks. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, I will say though, just with Jeffrey too, he was basically on a one-year prove-it deal last year, trying to get a long-term deal as yeah. well, and and that's what happened. So 
And and it's like I said, I wonder if we I wonder if we in the fantasy community and in real life too, but especially in fantasy, do we romanticize this guy? It's two years in a row now that he has really not been a top tier uh, player Who? at all. Into Alshon, Alshon. Jeffrey, yes, twenty fourteen was the last time he was a dominant dude, right? Fourteen. He was pretty yards, great the year before when touchdowns. he played. He just got. But hurt. he was he was playing with Brandon Marshall, and I think that. If Alshon, just from a football perspective, he would have been better off doing the Deshaun Jackson okay. and going somewhere like Tampa Bay to play alongside as somebody who's a dominant number one. Mm. I think, and I'm not saying I don't know how the money would work or anything like that, and I I'm, I'm not saying the Cowboys were in it, but like, like going to Dallas and playing opposite of Desperate would have been better for his career. Interesting. But he's going to go to not the Eagles, idea. and I think that he becomes that number one in theory, in name, and it allows a guy mm. like Torrey Smith and Jordan Matthews to go out and have better seasons. Wiz, hit me with that uh, with that breaking news. Uh, Terrell, Terrell, Pryor Terrell Pryor is going to one Washington. Year deal, one Washington. Year deal. Okay, so let's talk about that from a fantasy perspective. Obviously, they lose two 1,000-yard receivers in Deshaun Jackson and in uh, Pierre Garcon. But First team in NFL history. I know, it's craziness. Uh, so now they add a guy who is high on talent, but for whatever reason doesn't get along with teammates, is not very well-liked in the league. But he now goes into a, a pretty decent situation, no, with Kirk Cousins? Can we talk about it from a fantasy perspective? Terrell Pryor, uh, WizKid, uh, what, what are your thoughts there initially? I, I'm, I like it. Um, he'll, you know, he'll, he'll replace one of those guys on the outside. They've still got Jamison Crowder in the inside. Uh, Jordan Reed, hopefully healthy, can be a dominant tight end again. And then there's the great Josh Doxson question of whether or not we'll see him and to what extent he'll play this year. But... I think Terrell Pryor can can slide into that mid round range as a as like a wide receiver three maybe that you're adding after your roster if you got a couple more stable guys he's got a lot of upside but mm. there's some risk there too. That's it. Wide receiver three, I'm saying like mid mid top thirties. If they, if they get rid of, uh, I mean he was, cousins, he could be their quarterback. He was better than that in Cleveland. Yes, right? I, I'd give him yeah. at least a two. He's a he's a he's a boomer bust guy, but maybe. But that's the first year he's ever played wide receiver Full-time. the whole season. Yeah. That's very true. To me, to me, he has a chance to be. He should be their number one. I think they don't. I don't think they like one. Josh Doxson. Well, he's going to be their number one, but for fantasy purposes, he's, he's a wide receiver three. Right? Or I could, I could see him as a two, but I'd rather grab him as my third guy, loading up on a couple wide receivers early. Like I'm saying, like I'm grabbing him in floor, round. I think like the floor five. is too low. I like the ceiling, but the floor is scary like he low. could be a mess, maybe. But watching him just beast cornerbacks in a way that few oh, so other impressive. humans could do. Like, it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me if he was a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. Interesting. Whew. Wow. That'd be great. I uh, mean, I'm, I'm not saying I would take him that high, right, but right, I right. think that would be worth, that would be worth it. It also what? could be a total mess. I mean, the Redskins are a total mess in adding Terrell Pryor to the mix. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I you like to take the, some chances. I like I, yeah, I always floor. I like it. Yeah. My thought was always just go for home well, runs every pick. Me too, man. Well, so how that. how what round you would know, you take them in then, Greg and Adam? I I said probably like round 5. I'd, I'd no. like to take <laughs> Yeah, oh. I'll take him in the fifth round. Oh, oh no, that's Adam Ranks. ruin his career. It's Adam Ranks' cursed round. I forgot, I forgot about you. I will ruin his career. So you think that's too high, James? No, there's no way in hell i take him in round five. It's way too high. Yeah, that's a little too high for me. I, he's not, I would do that. I, I don't think he – I honestly, I don't think he goes until round nine. Round nine? I, when I said mid rounds, I, I was thinking like Ooh. five to he'll seven. Be, he'll be gone by nine. He'll be gone. Mm. He'll be gone by nine. I don't know. Think about round round nine. You're filling up the back end. This of your is the roster. guy when he's catching the ball and in a like sta- kind of going across me- the middle. Like other people are bouncing off him. No, but you're telling me that in a standard ten team league, he's going to go in the first what seventy picks? Yes. Yes. Oh man. I was thinking twelve. I can't. Man. I can't. I can't pay that. I can't pay that. Even price. ten or twelve team league, still like yeah. first seventy picks. I can't pay that price. Seventy picks? What? Yeah. No, yeah, man. Jay Gruden doesn't mess around, man. He's going. To, he's going to for be... all the problems they have. They, you can just like dial up for yeah, about five thousand yards right. for Kirk Cousins. I mean, I think yeah, I think because we're in the middle of this right now, and everything looks so dire in Washington that it's kind of impacting the way we feel about this. But okay. once we get into August, all this will be behind us. And Pryor is going to be a I mean, prized. There's player. yards to be, there's yards be, be had. get there. Yeah, but, and let's not, let's not forget from last season. I had my you know Jay Gruden is still an Arena Football League coach at heart. Theory. I mean, mm. they're going to stand back there and sling the ball around yep. a it's lot. True. And if he's the number one receiver, the number one target, he's going to get opportunity. All right. 
All right. Well, shoot. Maybe you guys are going to convince me. Plus, I don't know. James, we'll think about Terrell Pryor's 40 time. That's got to bump him up <laughs> in a couple rounds for you. Very good point. Very good point. Uh, former Washington wide receiver Deshaun Jackson signed with Tampa Bay three years, $33.5 million, uh, $20 million guaranteed. That's a lot, man. That's a big-time contract uh, for a guy who does basically one thing. I love Deshaun Jackson. Don't get me wrong. I love that, Deshaun Jackson. That, that, that one thing is great. Brother, I love – Listen, I will cape up for Deshaun all day long. You know this. You just, his, his you just knocked this. him. You just you knocked know this. him. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I would, that's a lot. That's a lot of money. The fact that he got the same basic contract as Garcon. I mean, I would take Deshaun Jackson. Oh, in a heartbeat. Any sure. day. Oh, first of all, come on. But what are we trying to say? John Lynch is doing a good job. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. No, no. I'm just saying that's a lot of money for uh, a guy who, you know, again, is getting Divorce up there yourself from the money. Okay. It's ridiculous because the salary cap went up. All these teams have salary floors. you okay. got to spend a certain percentage. I'm I don't down, care, I'm but I'm just talking about a guy going to a team. The one thing, the, the biggest impact is for Mike Evans. Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because you got to have, they had to add some speed there. That's true. And Cameron Brate had a breakout season last se- last year. But he's an underneath guy. Adam Humphreys, underneath guy. And this is perfect. Yeah. And this is going to open it up for Mike Evans. I, I really – Safety help might be a little slow I'm, to come over. Yeah, you're right. I'm okay. smitten with Mike Evans. I. you got to account for Deshaun Jackson. I mean, there's yeah. not many guys like him. I love that. Yeah. That was a, just about my favorite deal. Yeah. Like, Deshaun is, is almost underrated considering how famous he is. I mean, he yeah. – he, He's not like a number one receiver right. necessarily, but he doesn't he doesn't need to be there. Like he brings something like he turns quarterbacks into vertical throwers. Like he makes right. Kirk Cousins better. He yep. makes Nick Foles better. Yeah, I love those stats you had in the debrief, Greg, which everybody should read. It does wow. that have a vanity URL or it does debrief NFL.com slash debrief. But wow. it was from Warren Sharp. Well, because I was going to make the same point. Like that's this was one of my. I wrote an article for Dream Fantasy Fits, and Djax to Tampa was one of them because. It checks so many boxes. It helps take pressure off of Mike Evans. It gives them a true vertical threat. It gives Jameis Winston another dynamic option that he really hasn't had the entire time because as soon as he came in, it was already an on-the-decline on the Vincent Jackson. But uh, it was Kirk Cousins' deep-throwing percentage went up by like 15 points just about with D-Jax in the lineup when he was not there. I love 15 it. percentage points. Right. Marcus yeah. loves himself is, some DJ. I do. I love everything uh, I love everything about this. Man. Oh, for sure. Like, Look, look, look. Hold on, hold on. I feel as if I feel as if this is spinning out of control for me. Yeah. Because I love Deshaun Jackson. You want to walk it back now? <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say I love what it means from a football perspective. I was just surprised by the financials. That's all. Okay. I love I'm what it means. I'm going to tell you. Stop. Look, football I get it. I mean, if you if you are Tampa, I mean, this is a big piece of your offense cuz offensively now, man, like they got firepower. So like go oh, out yeah. and spend that money and get him because, like you put him, I mean, you, you, we know what Mike Evans can do. Uh, you know, Cameron Brait was a, a nice surprise last year at tight end. Um, yeah, I think the running back position, eh, I mean, you know, you'll see a rotation with Jaquiz Rogers and Charles Sims. Does Jameis Winston take a huge bump here? Oh, yeah, because James, oh, yeah. Jameis is the, you know, F it. I'm going deep, like, when things get crazy. That. And so now you've got Deshaun Jackson as the guy on the right. end of those rainbows. Yeah, I'm, I'm all that's, on. That's the best part because I think everybody, all the hipsters – not the hipsters, not but the all hipsters. the all all fantasy hipsters. Everybody's <laughs> all in on Marcus Mariota. It's true. But I'm going to tell really? you, James. Oh, everybody loves him. He's going to go super early in drafts. He He's going to be the. If you're the, I'm waiting on a quarterback type of person. That quarterback that you're planning on drafting is Marcus Mariota. I'm going to go with Jameis Winston. Yes, I like it. I'm with you. Hundred percent. I'm, I'm so stoked on that. Yeah. I I had some ter- I put some terrible sandwich proposition <laughs> up there last year that he would be in the top five in passing yards last year. So it was a little early, okay. but he didn't disappoint me overall. I still feel Not the same year, way yeah. about Jameis Winston. And now with. Now with Deshaun, and, and we'll see who they add at running back. They will add someone. It's not going to be. Yeah, what if Martin. they got Christian McCaffrey? Whoo, that'd be Watch. fun. That'd be so interesting. Hey, the Patriots added Dwayne Allen. They traded for him. Got him from the Colts. Bye-bye, Marty B. Sad emoji. Uh, Dwayne Allen, does it improve his fantasy outlook? Yes or no? Uh, sure. Uh, I think like, wow. Dwayne, Dwayne Allen's going a, from – he's going from one tight end committee to I mean, another. By the way, there was a right, he, didn't ha- he didn't have one before, really, right? There was a Barely. massive yeah. just shrug emoji that just popped up in the – Yeah, we're going to leave that way? audible Whoa. pause in the podcast, too. We're not taking that <laughs> out. That's the big news is the <laughs> Jack Doyle rules. Rainbow Six, man. Oh, man. Jack Doyle. Do you know how excited I am? Tight <laughs> end six. There is not. There, there will not be a James Co. fantasy team that does not have Jack Doyle. Oh, 
You know James, it. James, who do you draft I'll take first? Him in the Jack, fifth round. Jack Doyle or Terrell Don't Pryor? you dare take him in the fifth round. I will punch round. you right. right in the mouth. <laughs> if all you I know take him that, in the fifth round. All I know is that in our I auction mocks, I, I bomb every fifth round pick. That's why he took the he kicker took, there last year to try and That's the reason why Goskowski sucked. Wow. Because I took him in the fifth. All I know is that in our auction mocks, now I'm just going to drive up the price of Jack Doyle. So James Son of a... Screw you, man. You could have cost the Patriots a Super Bowl there with that I really didn't mean to. I really bummed me out. Man, I'm fired up about that. Dwayne Allen is more like, I don't know, I'm not excited about it from a fantasy perspective. They might use him a little more. Like Marty B. Had, was still usable given how bad tight ends were when Gronk was healthy yeah. at times. Not like great numbers, but I'm I'm more excited as Rank said about the Doyle end of this. He seems like it'd only be worth even having on your team or certainly starting if Gronk gets hurt. Yeah, I mean that's right. it's it. gonna. Be I mean too, it could be fun if Gronk gets hurt, but that's, that's it's gonna be too it. hard to predict otherwise. Um, with if Gronk everyone's is, gonna Gronk draw the Marty healthy. B comparisons. Yeah. you know what I mean. So. I mean, he'll he'll be he'll be on people's radars, obviously, and he's playing for the Patriots too, which is you know one of the more high-profile teams uh, in the NFL. All right, let's get to the Jack Doyle thing, uh, which I thought was really funny because I, I threw out a joke tweet about you know uh, Jack Doyle, uh, rainbow six million per, and it really is about six million per, which is super super interesting. Uh, but you would think that there's not a committee there now, although Alex Gilhar, I read your piece, uh, Eric Swoop is a, is a dark horse guy that could steal some snaps. I mean, hey, he too. used to play basketball, and as we know, that's hey. pretty much the only prerequisite you need to that's, have to be a good tight end in fantasy or <laughs> the NFL need. That's is all if you, you played college basketball. Uh, did you know Antonio Gates? Mm. I did not know that. Next, I heard, next I heard a rumor about Tony Gonzalez. Next year to tell me Jimmy Graham played some basketball, some hoops in college, <laughs> and I'm Stop just going to quit. I don't know Stop what else to do. But no, I mean, he's a big athletic guy. Guy that they uh, were starting to roll out a little more. Talking about swoop, year. swoop, yeah. I think he's about like six five, two forty something. Yeah, good uh, athlete. Good don't athlete. take this from him. What? Don't take. Oh, you want the, swoop? Don't take the Doyle rules from us. Oh no, I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's just something we're going to have to keep, our, to make keep an eye on in preseason because, like last year, we thought a lot of, oh, swoop, wow. a lot of swoop talk here. I mean, they didn't give swoop six million dollars. <laughs> no, year. they did not. Yeah, fool. They didn't give Doyle. They, you know, Doyle came out of nowhere last year after they he signed did. Dwayne Allen to their extension and had these big puff they pieces knew. about. Now we're they finally going to let you be in the spotlight, I Dwayne. Know. Fleener's gone. This is going to be you. That's why he resigned theirs because they were going to neutralize him. They knew what they had. That they knew the what they one. had with the Doyle rules. Oh my I'm just God. saying Why they let Kobe Fleener. Let's tread a little cautiously and read the tea leaves in the mini camps, training camp, and yes. preseason with Swoop v. Doyle. Speaking of fantasy hipsters, Doyle, they are going to love Jack Doyle. No? Probably. 90 yeah. receptions. 90 receptions? I'm joking. I'm joking. Well, people should uh, download their new podcast. Uh, you know, they should. should. That's that. Yeah. All right. They uh, come out swinging too much. <laughs> they went after Gelhard this time. They go after it. That's, that's like one of their bits. That's one of their. And bits. then there's the whole thing about. They their... went after you in episode two already. Oh yeah, it's in like the first two minutes. Oh jeez. Well, they say Charlie's a better producer than I am. So. Oh jeez. What? <laughs> Look, it doesn't oh. matter. Let's keep going. We got Brandon Marshall to the Giants. Brandon Marshall going to the Giants. Uh, I love the fact that he says he's the uh, the number two to OBJ's number one, and uh, everyone else is like. You might be the number three, brother. Thanks for clearing that up. You might, be, you might be the number three, by the way. What if they draft a tight end? He could be their four. <laughs> they get O.J. Howard. Uh, bottom line is, Brandon Marshall going to the Giants, he is a huge upgrade, in my mind anyways, uh, at the other outside wide receiver spot opposite uh, of OBJ. I think he's going to be a big upgrade over Victor Cruz. But let me ask you guys, what what does it mean for – we'll start with Brandon Marshall. Adam Rank, your, your takeaways there. What does it mean from a fantasy perspective? Can he get to 1,000 yards in, in something like seven or eight touchdowns? He would get close because the one thing that the Giants like to do is throw the football. They still haven't addressed the running back position. And, of course, there's a there's a long way to go before the season starts. What are so you talking that, about? they got a Hall of Famer and Paul Perkins. What are you talking about? Oh, you know what? I, I like the Pauly P. Okay. So don't – don't besmirch him in I'm, front of me. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and put up with that. Okay, great. But here's the thing. Go Bruins. He will be one of those guys. He's he's a player who will get overdrafted because of his name value. Yeah, that's Because true. people, especially, I mean, if you ever play with peop, with folks who are outside of the industry, they will see a recognizable name, mm. say Brandon Marshall. It's like you're driving down sure. the five yeah. between San Francisco and L.A. and you don't see it. You know, you see a Taco Bell. You're like, yeah, all right. I I know what I'm getting there. I'm right. going to go get a Doritos Taco Loco, right. and that's it. That's pretty much what it'll be. So he'll be fine. He'll be comfortable. But I would actually rather have Terrell Pryor. Wait, did, did you just call Brandon oh, Marshall yeah. a, a, a Doritos Dorito Taco, Taco Loco? The Cool Ranch, though. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would. It, it's not even close, Terrell Pryor, Brandon. I'd. 
I don't know. Brandon Marshall would almost be like a forget about him at this point in fantasy. He's like the third option on a bad throwing team. Does anyone remember Eli Manning like throwing every other ball in the dirt yes, and not being able to throw the ball deep? And he's 33 years old. Like that, even that comment, I'm the number two. I just could see it going south. And like, what's the upside? Like 900 yards. I think. Is, that, I, is he going to get better? Well, I don't I think he's going to get better. Well, I think the upside is a thousand. I think a thousand and eight is is the upside. I don't think so. I think Sterling Shepard's just going to be a better player. All right, that, so, like well, he's better at football now than Marshall would be, and it's. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be good at throwing the ball. That that was my big concern. I wrote up this our free our fantasy spin on the signing, and that there were two big concerns I had. One was the Eli Manning factor, because as you said, Greg, there were a lot of one hoppers in the last like month plus. Well, that's of his this career, season. though. I mean, this year was worse. And he was even worse. It was, it was I think it was his worst year. The playoff game against the Packers, he underthrew like five balls that could have been like touchdowns. Or it wasn't playing like against the Patriots, so there it is. True. But also, it's just, and I don't mean to be like Captain Target on this podcast, but when you add him to an already dynamic like duo with Shepard and Beckham, it's like how many targets are going to be there to go around? Because I looked at this when I wrote it up, and in the past five years, only two t- offenses in the entire league have had three guys with 120-plus targets, yep. which is Harmon did his study last year. That's a decent, predictable threshold for right. like wide receiver two numbers, so like 1,008, like you're saying. Two offenses in five years, and only 10 have had three guys with 100-plus targets, which would even be more of like a bare minimum for what we'd want. Oh, yeah. So like, the, and when you add in all those things, you add in the but split. It, OBJ is going to get 150-plus. Yep. Shepard already had 100 last year and is – is younger and a little more dynamic. And then Eli and his noodle arm, like, there's a lot of worry. I think there is a lot of worry, but you're. it's almost, it's funny because it's easy to say it from the outside looking in that, oh, well, clearly Sterling Shepard is a better football player than Brandon Marshall at this point in, this, in his career, which is probably true. Which is true, yeah. But we're not in the locker room when Brandon Marshall is going to be buddy-buddy with Eli Manning and saying, hey, pal, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. If you want to throw me the ball, I'm here. Is Brandon going to is he going to move in with Eli and like you, you never know. <laughs> commandeer, hey. commandeer his couch for a couple weeks. Hey, you never what I'm saying is you never know. Uh, all what I think is that I think it will actually hurt Sterling Shepard's production at least in the early part of the season. Sure. As Eli Manning will try to force feed Brandon Marshall uh, some targets just to kind of, you know, again, get him acclimated. You talk about fantasy owners. How about quarterbacks or just NFL coaches and players in general? They love familiar names, do they not? Sure. So they're going to see a guy like Brandon Marshall. Hey, and you've chronicled this your entire career with Brandon Marshall, right? He loves to get buddy buddy with the quarterbacks. Right. He becomes their best friend. I mean, it's he always has the good first year, but at some point that has to it turns that <laughs> has to run out. At some point, he's had a lot of like he was a step slower last year. Yep. I just I think it was a good football. I think in he didn't, didn't have to pay him much. I think it made a lot of sense for the Giants. It makes them better. It's good. I agree. But I think it's kind of a disaster for fantasy. For him. I don't I don't think that it's as dire as you think that it's going to be. I don't. I honestly don't believe it's going to be as great as a lot of people will want it to be, but I don't think it's going to be that bad. And I think there's going to be weeks and there's going to be matchups that you can exploit where you can go out there and put them into your lineup. But I don't like how many yards did he have last year on a team where he's getting every getting a ridiculous amount of targets? 15 games, 128 targets, just 59 receptions out of those 128, uh, 788 yards and just three touchdowns. A lot of those targets were actually going to the defensive back. This was uh, just one year after he set basically uh, career marks in yardage uh, and in touchdowns when he went for about 1,514 touchdowns in 2015. So, like I said, man, I mean, people romanticize players all the time. Brandon Marshall is going to be one of those guys. And plus, he's going to a high-profile team. Anytime I think about high-profile teams, draft prices start going up. You know what I mean? People love to draft All the more reason to. To avoid, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I, look, I get it. If he starts going, you know, round seven or something, there's, yeah, no way in hell I'm touching Brandon Marshall at that price. But uh, we shall see. Hey, let's go rapid fire, shall we? Ted Ginn signed with the Saints. Let's go around the horn. He's 32 years old. Uh, didn't do much last year. 52 receptions, 752 yards, and four touchdowns. But now he is in New Orleans. Now he's with the gunslinger, Drew Brees. More or less than 800 yards. Let's go around the horn. We'll start with you. What? Oh, way less. <laughs> Less the the, the look on your face was just of utter disgust. Don't, yeah, don't care. Okay. <laughs> like less than 400 yards, I would say. Maybe. Wow. Less, Probably less, like he's not 800, more or less. Oh, less than 800. More or less 800. Less. More or less than six touchdowns, Greg. Less, less. Less. I'm going to go more. Okay. 
I see him as just like like he's that dude. Like he'll be the king of the less than eight hundred, but more than six. I see him like Devery Henderson. Do you remember Devery Henderson? Exactly. Twenty, but he had like one good year. But I'm talking about the other four years of Devery. Like twenty seven catches, five hundred yards, and yeah, like five. Right. Like I mean, he'll be that. He'll be the. He'll be the king of the. You know, two catch, seventy five yards, and a touchdown. What I was gonna say is it'll be six touchdowns in three games. Ted uh, Ted Ginn would be a a great pick in best ball formats Mm. where you have a deeper roster, but you don't have to set a line. Like because then right. you take him in like the 18th round, and when he has his four blow up ca- game, four catch, 180 yard, yeah. two touchdown game, bam, you get all those points. I love it. That's why right. you get paid the big bucks under the radar? Oh, that's so. Free agent frenzy. Let's go rapid fire. Last one here. Mike Tolbert signed with the Buffalo Bills. He's a former. Car- he's with his now former Carolina coach, although not direct coach. But Sean McDermott there now in Buffalo. Any reason to worry about vulturing Shady? In 2017, given the history, are you worried about the vulture prospects? Yes or no, Greg Rosedahl? Yes, that's what he does, especially now that they say he's a running back, not a fullback. Uh, over, well, well, let's go around the horn. Alex Gellhart, yes or no, vulturing? Yes. Uh, yeah, see, here's the thing. He's going to vulture Shady. The problem is Patrick DeMarco is going to vulture the vulture who will vulture Shady. <laughs> so. Wait, what? It's just like a human centipede of vultures. Basically, is what's going to happen. Like, we're going to be worried <laughs> about Mike Tolbert vulturing Shady, and then Patrick DeMarco is going to come in and take all the touchdowns, and we're all going to be, like, left scratching. You, you can't drop in human centipede, and, and <laughs> I get just – I get chills. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was probably uh, a little uncouth to yeah. drop in a human centipede re- reference in the, it, it, the it, podcast. It, it really is. All right, let's 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 wrap it up then. <laughs> All right, let's do daily deaths. Get out. I'm suffering from the frenzy. That's what I'll say. <laughs> okay, the great. frenzy. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the day. Depths and hooks. Give me depths, cause I be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up depths about depths. Depths and <laughs> uh, Daily dap time. By the way, just kudos to everyone here. We covered a hell of a lot of ground. We did. Covered a hell of a lot of ground. In a pretty efficient amount of time. I'm proud of all I of like us. it. All right, Daily D- uh, Greg, I don't know if you've ever heard Daily Daps or if you've ever stuck around the podcast for Daily Daps, but basically we just talk about anything in the world uh, that we like, and we say, all right, I'm going to give a daps to fill in the blank. We'll start with Adam Rank. Uh, you usually close off the show, but listen, we got a special guest in the house, mm. so we're going to All right, we'll it. close with him. All right, exactly. Uh, we'll start with you, Adam Rank. Give me Daily Daps. I'm going to go Will Forte. Okay. The show uh, Last Man on Earth. My fraternity brother, I should say. What? Uh, yeah, we're fraternity bros. But like um, at the same school? No. Or? no. Uh, oh. He went to UCLA. I went to Cal State Fullerton. Oh, right. But he's always pleasant about it. Whenever I, he Now he kind of recognizes me as that idiot. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> so you, you like run into him? Listen, I see him from time to time. Okay. Oh. On Last Man on Earth? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's on that television show. Yeah. I am not. I mean, star no, no, of the I've... most underrated movie of all time, or comedy of the last 20 years, MacGruber. So, oh, yeah. Huge uh, 100%. <laughs> that was such a great premise. Oh, really? um, I'm not going to dab James Coe because we talk about all these free agency moves and we don't yes. get a chance to talk about Mike Glennon going to the Bears. I don't know. I almost I, – I had a – I had to cut something from I the have, show, brother. I have a reason why – this move means the Super Bowl for the Bears. Oh, the Let's hear it. I mean, come okay. on. We gave like a minute what? to Mike Tolbert and okay. check in. We talked about Eric Swoop. Like, Here's we got to talk th- about Mike Glennon. All right, let's Here's go. Here's the thing about Mike Glennon. All right. <clears throat> Hit me. Now, number one, I'm going to say for Jay Cutler, I love him. I'm sorry. He had to go. Okay. He was the boyfriend who would forget your birthday, make up for it with roses, and then ultimately let you mm-hmm. down. So it was best we parted ways as friends. And I, I'm not mad at him. Good luck in Good. his future endeavors. Perfect. But here's the thing about Mike Glennon. He shares a birthday yes. with Frank Sinatra, which is December 12th. And, of course, Frank Sinatra was a member of the Rat Pack with yeah. Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. Now, Sammy Davis Jr., as you might know, had many hits. Yes. But one of his most famous recordings came during a television appearance when he did Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> now, Bojangles, okay, Bojangles is a Cajun-themed chicken restaurant it famous is. in the South. Their top pitch man. Yes. Jake DeLome. Jake DeLome. Jake DeLome and uh, John Fox were the tandem that got the Carolina Panthers to, to the, the Super Bowl. Bowl. Henceforth. Henceforth. Mike Glennon, and John Fox. Fox. Yeah. Taking the Bears to the Super Bowl. Okay. Wow. Done. There it is. Lock was, it up. That was some Illuminati level stuff. I know. Right I need there. to write all that down. Lock it up. <laughs> but I'm pretty we sure you're it. right. 
<laughs> Walk it up. We got it. MG, do you have any other daps? That's it. Okay, I'll, good. I know we got to get out of here. Oh, thank you. MG, my guy, Marcus Green. Uh, I want a daily dap. Uh, new podcast that I've been hooked on, the Missing Richard Simmons podcast, mm. which has kind of gotten a lot of hype lately. Uh, okay. In case you don't know the story. What's the premise? Richard Simmons, you know, Richard Simmons, sure. uh, way over the top <laughs> exercise Fitness guru. Fitness guru, yeah. Um, has not been seen in public in more than like three years. I mean, this is a guy who's super outgoing, was doing appearances really? everywhere, has been effectively missing with the occasional social media post, whatever. So now a guy who used to apparently he would teach a class like every day in Beverly Hills for like twelve bucks at some tiny little studio. Yeah, doesn't he do yoga classes? Uh just workout exercise classes. classes. Yeah. So this guy who used to take his class uh is now kind of searching for him and trying to find Richard Simmons and see why it is that he has just completely vanished. It's it's kind of become a story because there's been, you know, rumors of of elder abuse that maybe he's being held hostage by his housekeeper. Oh, uh, it's kind of weird, but they're they're four episodes into this podcast of trying to find Richard Simmons, mm. and it's it's fascinating. It's what absolutely fascinating. So missing what Richard, a premise. missing Richard Simmons. Go check it out. All right, Alex Gilhart, the Whiskey from Wisconsin. What's up? Uh, I don't have anything super specific. Uh, Daily <laughs> Death to Man Seeking Woman. It wrapped up another good season. It's you love that show. Season. I do love that show, yeah, man. Okay. It's it's really great. And uh, also, just Daily Daps to free agency. Oh, it's like, been great. Because uh, funny enough, when I, I was saying the free agency like kind of sat my brain, Marcus can attest to this. Uh, I had a blast. I love free agency. But I had somehow fabricated in my mind that the <laughs> Bears were trying to sign Martavis Bryant, and I had just conflated Marcus Wheaton and Martavis <laughs> Bryant. So I was like, legitimately asking Marcus on Slack. I was like, am I crazy? Didn't the Bears want Martavis Bryant? I was like, I don't see anything on our site, on Roto World, on anywhere. Like I searched Twitter. He's like, this would be news to me. I was like, oh man, I just I got free agency on the brain then, I guess, and that I just is fantastic. Give your boy Mike Glennon a chance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over awesome. over the the trio of Kevin White, Cameron Meredith, and Marcus Wheaton right now. Really, you're gonna just dis- ninety nine dis Eddie Royal again, huh? Whatever. Okay. Ninety nine percent of the time, we we don't talk about football uh, on daily daps. But Rams, what y'all doing? <laughs> what are they doing, James? Rams, what y'all doing? I don't understand. You signed Robert Woods. Yeah, how did he not make it into the rundown? Because uh, I saved him for daps. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Undapped to the Rams. Signing Robert Woods, a five-year, $39 million deal. Welcome home, Bobby. $15 million guaranteed. This is more than Mo Sanu got. This is more than what Mohamed Sanu got. A five-year, $32 million deal, $14 million guaranteed. Uh, what? James, as I said to you on Twitter, when you have the chance to pay a <laughs> ransom to a couple of smallish, unproven what receivers, are you guys you got to do it. Like You know it's troubling when Adam Schefter, I think, broke this news, and it, in, in the tweet it said, one of the best blocking wide receivers in football. Because <laughs> oh. like, that info is coming basically from the agent. That was the best way they could spin it, was oh the best God. blockers. Let me he just put pretty it good. Let That's me put tremendous. It but whatever. Yeah, let me put receiver. it to this way. Uh... Tavon Austin, who I have, whose contract I have absolutely thrashed on this podcast as well, uh, combined with Robert Woods, are going to be making uh, on an average yearly basis next year eighteen point three million dollars. Julio Jones mm. and Mohamed Sanu on an average yearly basis next year will make twenty point seven million dollars. So the Rams are going. <laughs> to the Super Bowl. I look at this deal and I am thinking to myself, okay, last year you crazy overpaid for Tavon Austin, got laughed out of the building. You follow that up by then signing Robert Woods to another gigantic deal and everyone is again just saying, wow, what are you guys doing? Rams. Tavon Austin, Robert Woods, 18.3 million. Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu, $20.7 million. Who's getting better value? Holy hell, what y'all doing, Rams? Mm. Rant over. Wow, Wait. all right. Now Greg has to follow that up with the daily <laughs> dap if he has one. Greg That's Rosenthal, tough. hit me with daily daps. I'll give a little daily dap. This is pretty out of left field. Okay. All right. This is the best what this segment's about, okay. Your old Droog, rapper. Yes. Not a well-known hip-hop artist. Okay. Helped to create the, really the soundtrack for a podcast I did at the NFL called RJVP, or the Rosenthal and Justin McVanity Project. His new album comes out today, so it's hey. kind of just perfect. His new album comes out today. And not only that, you know, my friend Anthony 
is on the album doing three skits. And I just feel like this is an exciting wow. moment to know someone that's part of a rap skit. Like, that's like a life goal. <laughs> that he is, could, that's he could life. not have been more excited about this. He didn't even realize what was happening as, as he was doing it. And I listened to it. Uh, the third one especially is, is hilarious. Oh and God, uh, people right. should check it out. This, it was almost like this was meant to be. Yeah. To get you on this podcast Today. to talk about Daily Dabs. Nice. Uh, how do we find this, uh, this album? Well... Tight, you know all the Spotify, all the streaming probably, services. Yeah, yeah. titled streaming services. Your old Droog. Your old that's his name. Droog. D R O O G. I just got on his website. Him. I, pr- I, I presume know. he's a big fan of a Clockwork Orange, and that's where. Uh... You, you're ahead of me on that. I never understood <laughs> the name. He lives in, the, I think, Queens or the Bronx. Okay. The only the only reference to Droog that I know in okay. all of the world would be uh, Clockwork Orange. It surprised me zero percent that you would know that. <laughs> it surprised me zero freaking percent. My goodness. All right, that's the show. What a great show. I want to thank the great Greg Rosenthal yes, thank for being you, a Greg. part of it, man. For the WizKid from Wisconsin, MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, Adam Rank, I'm James Cole. We'll see you Wednesday. See ya. James, did you get online? I actually think I got the printer to work. Well, I mean, the paper that's going to come out, it's uh, 50-50 as to whether or not it's actually going to have what I want it to be printed on it. Okay. This uh, printer in the past used to love just doing this. That's clearly not the rundown. That is not. <laughs> what the hell is it? It is PCL XL error, subsystem kernel, legal operator Uh Okay. PC load, load letter. letter. Exactly. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.